welcome to another edition of the In Ring Reality Podcast. I am your host, Josh Rodaskis, once again being pleasured to be joined by a co-host today, Jamie Loves Takers back. How are you, my friend? Hi. Feels like you haven't been here in forever. I know. Good to have you back. And this, of course, is our weekly news episode. And I mentioned yesterday during the AEW review, which Dynamite review, that got delayed for me due to technical issues that I wasn't going to cover SmackDown today, that I was just going to push SmackDown back by a day. But considering what happened on SmackDown last night, it feels more appropriate to talk about it today because it wasn't really a full show. So you're going to get both things on this show, so just a little bit of a house cleaning measure there. House cleaning measure number two, and this is very important. Everything we have to talk about today is news that's being reported by multiple sources, so it's stuff that we can't ignore, but it's also, I think, very important to note that we're not in WWE. We're not in AEW, and we don't know the people that have come forward about these reports. So we can't say whether or not something is fact or not. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. You have to acknowledge it because it's news, but you can't take it as gospel truth. So just keep that in mind because we're not here, at least this show is not here to bash WWE. Like, that's not what we're about. But and we're we not here to get political either, so. Yes. We're just simply observing the situation that's around us and reacting to it. And the second and part... And we're not blindly... Oh, sorry to interrupt you. We're not blindly, like, defending WWE either. We just want to kind of report on it and give our, like, neutral opinions on it. Yes. And then the second part of that very same disclaimer is that we're also going to be talking a little bit about a couple of people that have gotten released because of relation to the hashtag speaking out movement. So as I've always said on this show, if you are triggered by any of that, please don't listen. Like when we get to that point, feel free to tune out because I'm not here to upset you and I don't want to cause you any harm. I'm just doing what I feel like my duty is as a practitioner, as a host of the show. So, yeah, just take everything with a grain of salt and know your own health out there. Like, listen to what you can handle and what you can't handle. So, the title of this episode, Jamie, is Pandemic Breakout in Wrestling. And the reason for that is, it's come out this week, confirmed cases of Renee Young, of Kayla Braxton, and of Adam Pierce, who is a backstage WWE producer, have all been confirmed to have the pandemic. Also confirmed to be in contact with with the pandemic, or of course, AEW World Champion, John Moxley, the husband of WWE's Renee Young, and AEW wrestler QT Marshall. So it begs the question, is this now more dangerous than what it already was? 
And my thing is, to me, it's not more dangerous. It's just, it finally hit wrestling. The, like, the inevitable finally happened. And I think now is a time when wrestling should take a break. Or at least, at the very least, they should find a way to batch tape more content so they can send people home, get this thing under control, and make it to where people feel like it's a safe work environment again. Because right now, they're even worried to the point where they sent both T.J. Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd, and his wife Natalia home because Tyson Kidd had a fever. And well, Tyson, to be fair, a fever is a symptom of COVID. It is, yeah. it is. But, you know, they're being overly precautious right now with everything, which is what they should be doing. But at the same time, there's people who are saying, and with merit, which is why I made it clear that we're not here to bash WWE, but this stuff does have merit. Like, WWE hasn't exactly done the right thing here. I mean, they let people in that weren't in the company. They family and friends. They let them into the tapings. Even though they have the glass behind the barricades, the plexiglass, people aren't really social distancing. There's been a number of matches that are multi-men and women matches where it's not a limited amount of people wrestling. So they have not handled this thing perfectly at all. And this report that reportedly came to Fightful from an, a WWE developmental talent, who of course is keeping their name anonymous. If this is true, this is really damning. This report says that WWE is upset that Renee Young went public with being diagnosed with COVID because they hadn't had a chance to tell their talent yet. And they said that Kevin Dunn, when filming TV, does not want anybody to wear a mask because he thinks it doesn't look realistic. So if, if that is true, that last part obviously is with a bigger grain of salt. But overall, they're not perfect in the way they've handled this. So to me, it's not more dangerous. It's just a matter of it finally hit wrestling. And to me, they need to batch tape more and they need to, you know, step back take a break and get this thing under control and let people feel safe. So if you were in a position of power in WB right now, like how would you handle things? What would you do? Well, just like we did, did with the lockdown for everybody, why don't they put it in lockdown for like two months and why don't they do what everyone's been doing all over the world? You have America's got talent. America's got talent who needs an audience, and especially for some of the auditionees, the kind of stuff that they do, they need a giant arena. But they've been filming from home. The judges are all home, and then they sent, they do a live video of the audition, and the person is at home in, in their backyard. So, I mean, the first half was filmed way before COVID, but and people like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, all these people are doing their shows from home, Talking Dead did that at one point. And honestly, it'd be easier because you can invite anyone on your podcast and stuff at this time because everybody is home. Nobody's filming anything. Nobody's going to a concert. 
Like, you don't have to plan for someone to fly all the way out to do an interview for you when they can do it from their living room at any time. So I think WWE should do that is if if they don't want to, you know, completely stop, they could do it where they have their own podcast on live TV, maybe move some of their social media stuff to TV and, you know, fill the rest of it with reruns or, you know, do what they did last night and also have like where they split up matches like that and then they have interviews or something and why don't they do that for like the next two months and then when it when it the two months is over gauge where you are and then if they can go back safely to filming again do not have anyone in the audience and maybe do what they did at the beginning of the pandemic where they had what like maybe five wrestlers wrestle and then the rest of it was reruns i think anybody right now would take a rerun i wouldn't mind I was watching Royal Rumble 2008 the other day. It was randomly on a channel. I would take that. There's also nothing to watch anyway. So they could take the, take what everyone else is doing. And also, WWE messed up. They really did. And I'm, WWE is not perfect. And I'm not siding with them by any means. Because they, they effed up. Better way to say that, they effed up. They weren't following social distancing. So when they can go back, to filming against they need to strictly follow any er, anything only wrestlers who very limited amount should be able to enter they need to social distance they need to wear masks but i also would take a grain of salt what is being reported about what people are saying because you know dirt sheets are known for making people look bad or making up things yes and it causes you know what the media does it causes divide and it causes fights among people so yeah. I would take that with a grain of salt. It, it's it's definitely the truth that COVID is in WWE, but I also think like it was inevitable. I think at the time, I think everybody, I think especially WWE, kind of thought they were invincible, you know. But it's like you're not, and it was eventually going to happen. And honestly, all of us probably have had it at some point, even if we weren't showing symptoms. And what I think is not being reported to is that some of these people could be testing positive. But not showing any symptoms. Exactly, and that—that's yeah. exactly what and I was. They still, have to, they still wait. Hold on, they still have to stay home in quarantine, though. That's the thing. So it might be sometimes it's worse than it actually is. Um, I mean, it's bad, but sometimes people are like, "Oh, there's a hundred people that have it, but how many people are actually showing symptoms?" I mean, having a period isn't good, but if you're especially showing symptoms, you really have to stay home. Yes, and we do have a couple of live comments, though. Just like always, I'll get to everybody at the end of the show. But I, I did want to, just to reiterate what you were saying, the thing that's really scary about the fact that people can be asymptomatic is that there are people who work very closely with like people like Vince McMahon and Bruce Pitchard who are not young. Ric Flair, who's the antithesis of not young. They are way more at risk than other people because of their age and their immune system. So the whole thing right now is really, really scary. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would make Raw and SmackDown and NXT more of a behind-the-scenes type of ESPN-like show where it's more like interviews and showing classic matches, showing 
matches that influence the sport and don't do as much or none at all of the live wrestling until you can get this thing under control. To me, that's the only thing that makes sense. And I never, ever thought, and I'm sure you didn't either, that I would be at a point where I'm like, I don't want to see live wrestling on my screen. Wrestling needs to take a break. But that's where I, we're at I right want now. to rerun. Oh, Raz, I also don't think that it really would count as WWE stopping because they still would be going if they're, if they're still going to air stuff. That still would count as another episode. And a lot of stuff this year doesn't really apply anyway. So if they were to have to actually take a break, it wouldn't count anyway because, you know, normally pandemics just don't happen all the time, thank goodness. But yeah, WWE messed up, and now they need to they they need everyone to go into lockdown and quarantine because that what we, that's what we did two months. They should do it and then gauge where they are at the end. They should just move it to solely online. Everything everybody is online for this, and it's worked out great. People love the stuff that are online. You know, there are some shows that I watch that I never would have thought I would have liked online, and I love especially. The Talking Dead, I loved listening to them talk from their webcam. It felt more homey. And I was like, do we get to see people we don't normally get to see on the show? Because everybody's home. What are you going to say? I'm busy? What are you doing that you're busy for? for? Except maybe like time zones and you have kids. But it's like, and there's so much cool stuff you can do with something online. You know, you could do literally anything with online. There are people doing AGT auditions in their backyard. Yeah, I'm sure people's neighbors are seeing fire everywhere, you know, because there are people doing those, like, danger acts. WWE should just take a break two months on in front of their webcam. I know a lot of people, a lot of people love watching, watching people just talk. I do, too. And I wouldn't mind reruns now. I'm sure everybody watching wouldn't mind that either. All right, go ahead, what you were saying? Yeah, no, I want... People are saying... Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. And the the thing about this to me is that it just needs to people's safety need needs to be paramount. And it nothing matters. Like nobody's going to look at WB and go, "Oh, they stopped Raw. It's not the longest running weekly episodic TV show anymore." Oh, SmackDown. It would still be running. It yeah. just wouldn't be their normal content. Yeah. It would be a film. So, you know, I, I just, I echo with what you're saying, and I think that that's what needs to be done. So, real quickly, before we move on to some other stories here, I do want to just glance at the live comments to see if... Raz, if, do you hear that? I don't know if it's your mic, but it sounds very, what's the word, like, raspy. I, not that, like, I can hear, like, in the background. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I did hear it a little bit. I thought maybe it was Yeah, it's of... like static. It's like static, really bad static. Yeah, I don't know if it's one of our connections or what it is. Exactly. I don't think it's me because I don't have I don't have a mic like that. My mic's built into the phone and I've I muted my mic to see if it was me and I still hear it. So I don't know. Okay. Who anyone is watching? Can I can't see the comments, but do you hear that too? Yeah, I'm. I'll I'll go and check my uh, settings really 
quickly, but um, so just talk for a minute to see if I can figure out if it is my microphone. Okay, but I what were the comments that people were saying? I wanna I can't see it because I'm on my phone. Um, Chris, well here I'll I'll just pull them up on the screen for you. So good afternoon, guys. Sending good vibes. You too. Hope you're doing good. Agreed. They should stay home and do their content from performers' homes. It's way too risky to do what they're doing. Same with A&W. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, we can always have time for more, all of that later on. You can have another show later on. There can always be more pay-per-views. But right now, during all this, just go online. That's so cool to do all of that online. You can do absolutely anything from your house uh, especially when you have a webcam like everything is online now people's graduations are online people have been doing concerts online they're doing all of like vidcon for like that walking dead stuff all of that is being done from online all of those interviews that would normally happen in person are happening online there is i don't think the american audience knows and i'm from america as well but there is two TV presenters named Anne Deck. There are TV comedy duo presenters. They are from the UK. They have a show called Saturday Night Takeaway. And they did their whole show online. First it was from in front of nobody. And then they moved it completely to online. And some of it's on Instagram as well. So WWE could do that. And I also think like if AGT can do that, they can do that. If people can do auditions from their backyard or in their living room, they could definitely move wrestling to a more podcast, social media setting. Like, whatever their, their social media shows, they can move it in the time slot. Why don't they have the episode like they did last night, where whatever content they have left over, they, they play, or not play, but they air it, and then they chop it up where it's reruns, it's people talking, you know, and then once they run out of content, just do a podcast style of show in the time slot for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT and show reruns. I know Triple H will figure out his own creative way and and have, because they do amazing, they do amazing packages and they have millions of content. So I'm sure they would be able to fill that out for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And this is also during an unprecedented time. So a lot of, mostly everything doesn't apply during this time. So maybe they can talk to their, like, you know, the TV channels and say, hey, can we at least do it down for two hours or an hour during this time because we don't have enough content to fill or at least two hours because we can't do the three hours right now. I'm sure they would agree. They agreed to it. The stuff in their contract doesn't even apply during the pandemic. So they... So they let them do it in front of no audience and they let everything be pre-taped. So I'm sure everyone now would allow them to do different stuff in that time slot. As long as they're in the time slot, you know, it would still count as an, another episode of Raw, Raw SmackDown and NXT. It just would be very different and it almost would be like a filler episode. They did that when I think they were in Connecticut. When there, or at least the East Coast had a very, very, very severe snowstorm, like to the point where you couldn't drive outside 
outside at all. Like highways were shut down. And so they pre-filmed stuff at the wrestling headquarters. And they did like interviews and they did stuff from like on the ground at the headquarters, in the headquarters. And they did lots of like reruns of stuff. And they're going to have to do that right now because we're in such a, you know, not normal time. Pandemics just don't happen all the time, thankfully. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they. Years ago. So, and, and, you know, we have the technology now. So, unlike 100 years ago, we have technology to be able to help us with all this. You know, imagine, imagine this pandemic hit in the 90s or something. You know, everyone would be screwed. Now, you'll be fine. You can move to the internet. You can make so much money off the internet. There are people who are living in mansions because they are YouTubers. So they can still they can still make all the money they want, but everyone will be from the safety of their living room. Yes, I 100% agree. Well, I, would, I checked my mic, and nothing on my mic and is is different. And Chris did say that he hears a little bit when you talk, so I'm just going to blame it on Wi-Fi. We're probably just having Wi-Fi connection issues. So I only hear it every time Raz talks. Wait, hold on. Let me mute my mic. Because I, okay. when I'm talking now, I can't hear it. So, okay, okay. Raz, I'm going to mute, and then you say something. So, yeah, I was just agreeing with, with what Jamie was saying. All, all that stuff that she said to me is, is exactly what... Um, they need to be doing. That's how they should handle their shows going forward and just adapt programming for the environment that we're in because that, to me, is the only way to go forward and, and do it to where people feel safe. So, Chris, buddy, if you're still out there watching, um, has it gone away now with just me talking? Like, try to help us out here so we can figure out where the issues coming from if we can at all but i still hear it when you're talking maybe it's both of us i don't know it, um, you I, know what I, i'm I just gonna it. I hear it. i'm hearing it when you're talking i muted and it was very loud when you were talking so i have no idea maybe it's both of us but i muted all right i'm gonna mute again you keep you keep going with your topic and let me know what chris or anyone else says Okay, um, so yeah, I'm just going to blame it on, for those of you that are listening to the audio experience as well, and everybody watching, you know, we're doing this through a live internet connection, and when you're dependent on two people in two different places, when you want to have a co-host, those are some of the negativity that come along with it. Sometimes things don't work perfectly, so as long as you can still get the crux of what we're talking about. That's what matters. So I, hopefully it's not too unbearable to listen to. I guess if it is, if I watch the replay of this or I go to edit the audio version of this and it's just too unbearable, then I'll just explain it in a future video and won't air it. But from what I hear on my end, it's not that bad. And from what Chris was saying, it's not like unbearable. So yeah. Anyway. I want to move on to what we saw last night on SmackDown because that was the other main reason that I wanted to bring Jamie on today because that was a tribute to The Undertaker through most of that episode. 
because Undertaker looks as though he's officially retired coming out of the last ride documentary at the end of the last part he said it's time that the cowboy really does ride away and last night they re-showed the boneyard match apparently it was in full for some people although for us it felt like when we were watching it we said it felt like it was broken up and edited quite a bit so maybe it was different for different locations yes you know what who was well the part they cut out was i think uh was Luke and um, that part. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Luke and Carl so, weren't in that. Yes. Yeah. That's, you're very right. They, they were not. So, yeah. Um, so it was a tribute to Undertaker. They re-showed the Boneyard match. They had a lot of interviews from wrestlers throughout the night building up Taker. They had Baron Corbin Badmouth Taker, only for Jeff Hardy to take him out in a quick match and then do Undertaker's kneel down at the end of a show, which was just a lot of fun. And really the only other thing that happened on SmackDown was that Nikki Cross was named the number one contender to Bailey's SmackDown Women's Championship and Lucha House Party got a tag team match victory. I can't even remember who they beat, but yeah, last night was mostly about Undertaker. So as the biggest Undertaker fan that I've ever known on the planet, I had to have you on to tell us what, and apparently we just lost her. So yeah, sorry about that, everybody. We just lost her and uh, hopefully she'll be able to make it back. If not, oh, here she is. She's back. Hold on. We'll get her back. Hello, are you with us again? Uh, it's storming here. It's storming here, so maybe it is me. Oh, yeah. It has it's... rained forever here. But what was the question again? It's quite possible. Well, if you want to just answer this and then go ahead and cut out, just in case you lose power or whatever, like, I don't want you in danger or anything. No, I don't. It's not going to It's not gonna lose power. It's just raining. Okay. Okay, well, my question was, for you as the biggest Undertaker fan that I know of in the world, what was your reaction to last night's show? I mean, that was pretty amazing. I love it. I, you guys know I love Undertaker, hence it's my name, Jamie Loves Taker. I loved it. It was such a cool thing to see, and I like the way they split it up. Like, the whole thing was about Undertaker. What better, I mean, as an Undertaker fan, you would love for the whole episode to be about your favorite. I loved it. And I loved, I, who, I love seeing the Bone Match. I could watch it over and over, and I have over and over again. I love the tribute that they did. I love the package that they put together. You know, for one thing, though, about WWE, they put out killer packages. Can I just say that? Especially to someone like Undertaker, and I'm sure you can hear the rain in the background. I can, we Sorry. can... We can hear it a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be a problem with the audio-only version. I can fix that in post. But for anybody that's live, I do apologize for the rain noise. But yes, continue. Yes. No, and I and I also wanted to say, like, that's how WWE should do their shows. I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying every every show is a tribute and a tribute to Undertaker. Not that I wouldn't love that, but I think that's how they should kind of do that going forward. 
because I mean, I look forward to this SmackDown episode very much. And I also really, really love the packages. I love every wrestler tribute. Oh my gosh, the beginning was so perfect of them chanting, thank you, Taker. And then the tribute at the end with Jeff Hardy, which made me love Jeff Hardy even more. And I also love the video packages. And the package that I sent you, Raz, um, in a message today, which was, I think, pretty much, I think, on SmackDown as well. It was just, you know, broken up into, like, you know, segments of it wasn't all the way through played. I love the song that they used. It's such a good song. I've been listening to it nonstop. And I, and I also think a lot of people probably want to know how I'm feeling. And I'm sad. Yes, of course. I'm very, very sad. And this was inevitable. You know, every year I never, you always put in the back of your mind, like, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear a taker in retirement, even though it was brought up every year and every single day it was got closer to that retirement and at the time you know taker didn't know either when he was going to retire and so yes i'm sad i think regardless people are going to be sad and i'm also i want to say i'm not nearly as i'm more okay with him retiring than i was after the reigns match the reigns match i was a mess and i was very very upset and was in denial and did not want to believe he was retiring, did not accept it. This time, not that I'm happy. I'm definitely not happy he's retiring. I'm sad. I'm going to miss him. going to miss him, miss him wrestling. And he's going to make appearances, obviously. But I am sad. You know, it's an end of someone, of someone like Taker. It's an, literally an end of an era with somebody like him. And I'm sure he'll make appearances. He's never not going to be in wrestling. Again, he what signed a contract. He did. He signed like a 12-year, 13-year contract or something like basically a lifetime license agreement with WB. So, yeah. So, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's just he'll be a retired ring. But I want to say I'm more okay with it than I was a couple of years ago or even a year ago. And I'm upset. And there are times where I was in tears. But I'm not like I was after the Reigns match. This one, I'm, I'm more okay with it. You know, he went out in such a perfect way. He went out with all his characters. You know, he was Mark Calloway. He was the dead man. He was all the characters we've grown to love. And of all people, it was against AJ. You couldn't ask for a more perfect ending in the cinematic way. I mean, obviously, we would have wanted in front of an, a live audience. If we can't get one in front of a live audience, that was such a perfect way to go out. So I'm feeling a mix of emotions. I'm I'm happy for him that he now gets to rest and be with his family completely. But I'm sad because, like, no one wants anybody to retire. You know, someone like Taker, like, you knew he was going to retire at some point. It was inevitable. But it was somebody you're like, ah, you never thought would, in fact, retire, if that makes any sense. And I think if they want to do one more match it should be against aj in front of a live audience however if this is the way it ends completely i am so happy for him i'm excited and freaking aj dude and and yeah no it was perfect it was perfect the way everything ended and that's what i have to say well you know and, uh, and just to expand upon that i was gonna say that i think for me knowing you the way 
that I do and just wrestling fans in general. I think the reason that you're more content right now with your feelings is because of watching that documentary and knowing how. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely the documentary. I was going to say that too. Like, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you and I wanted you to be able to, you know, getting your, your thoughts as well. But yes, I'm more content because of the ending that he wanted. And it went out in pretty much 100% positive from everybody. And again, someone like AJ Styles, you couldn't get even more, you couldn't get a more perfect opponent. And I'm not just saying this because I love AJ. You know, like Taker versus AJ, that is a dream scenario. What we saw at the Boneyard match, then we got this amazing doc about Undertaker. Then we got a cinematic perfect match. And with, with, a, with a wrestler like AJ and Taker, like that is like, straight out of the dream and it came true but go ahead no i was just gonna say that the documentary made the last ride made it a point in the finale episode in particular but throughout the whole thing the whole thing was about him finding that journey to be content and he's found it now through the boneyard match and knowing that he is content and knowing that he feels like he went out against the right person. That makes it a lot easier as a fan to digest because as fans, we didn't want him to go out against Reigns because he didn't perform well. We didn't want him to go out against Goldberg because of things beyond his control that happened in that match. Same with DX. And I don't think Reigns would have been the right person for Taker to go out on too. But yes, you're right, Raz. That is why I feel so content. You know, I'm sad, of course, but more content. Yes. What I'm, is... more content. I'm more content because of what you said in the doc and everything. But I'm more content knowing that more content. I'm content on him being um, retired in ring because I know that he'll eventually make appearances. We have social media to connect with him. And, you know, especially right now, like everybody's home anyway. And he'll make appearances in the future. And he's, there's so many interviews that he's done from home. So I think that's why I'm more content now. Because a couple of years ago, two years ago, he wasn't even on social media. You know. But go ahead. Sorry, Raz. I didn't mean to keep interrupting you. No, you, it's okay. I mean, that's the main crux of why I wanted you here. Because I wanted, you know, a true reaction of your feelings. And you don't make your own solo content anymore and i've had many many people say can you get jamie on the show so we can know how she is so <laughs> you know you did so that's great but the last thing to talk about today within the news is a little bit more fallout that has come from the speaking out movement so as i've talked about with everything with this we're not calling anybody guilty until proven innocent. We're not calling anybody innocent until proven guilty. I'm simply reacting to the information that I have and the information that wrestlers have come forward about and talked about themselves or the companies have released actual statements or taken actual action about the speaking out movement and I'm not the police and it's up to the police to decide what to do about these cases, you know, as, as it goes on. But we have gotten news that WWE has let go of Eligaro and also Travis Banks. 
as a result of the speaking out allegations. And also, Tessa Blanchard was fired from Impact and stripped of the Impact World Championship because of past allegations of those racism type of comments as well as problems between her and Impact Wrestling where they want her to do things even though she can't work because she's trapped in Mexico. She apparently wanted a higher pay rate than they were willing to give her for just appearances or she couldn't wrestle. So there's all that going on. And then we had Sammy Guevara earlier in the week be indefinitely suspended by AEW for comments that he made a long time ago, about five years ago, about Sasha Banks. Apparently he was at the Performance Center back then for something or other and said, I want to bleep and bleep that woman. And he, he came out and said that he's extremely remorseful, that when he said it, he was an immature kid, and that he was all about trying to pop the room he was in, and he thought that kind of crash humor was funny. He had no idea at his age, you know, the kind of harm that those words can do. So he immediately apologized to Sasha because I guess he thought that those comments were like gone because he never heard them again, like on an interview replay or anything. So he immediately went to Sasha, apologized to her. Sasha talked about how the two of them had an open discussion and he immediately agreed to go into sensitivity training. So for him, I don't think it's as severe. His comments are terrible, yes. But for him, I don't think it's as severe as some of the other allegations we've heard about because he's already immediately remorseful and is already doing the right thing. So I think for him, his career will be regained and we'll see him in All Elite Wrestling again. But what are your thoughts about the new... New news that's come out and just the overall news because you haven't been here when this whole thing started. Like, how do you think the industry is handling speaking out as a whole? Can I just add something about what we were talking about before? Yes, go ahead. So I'm content about The Undertaker, but I'm still sad. Also, if that makes any sense, I have a mixed emotion. And but I'm happy for him at the same time though, like that he got to go out in his own way. Still sad, of course, but sad that you know an era like that has ended. But I'm happy for him. But anyways, about everything going on, the person that you just mentioned, at least he's trying to do what's right, and he's actually trying, and he's acknowledged that you know what he said was wrong. He can't go back, and take back what he said which is why i know in the future you have to be careful what you said what he said is disgusting you know it it was disgusting and it was stupid how how long ago did he say this though was it like a while ago because i'm not condoning i'm not condoning you know horrible things that people have done in the past you know if people have said something stupid or done a stupid segment in the past i think it's so silly to bring it up 20 years later like what he or you know just do you all hear that yes we Sorry. have Wanda's here my, to join join my, the stream my cat, my cat, my cat, her cat is, is here 
But anyways, what I was about to say is um, that, yeah, no, I think it's a bit ridiculous to bring up stuff from 20, you know, a, a while ago, however long that was. Five and years. Try to ruin and cancel somebody, you know, years later. Like, what he did was unaccept- unacceptable. And, yeah, one, it was unacceptable. And it wasn't okay what he said. And, and but I think it's also silly in a way to bring up stuff that happened a while ago. Because there's stuff, like, was it Jimmy? I got confused between Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. I think it was one of the Jimmys did blackface like 20 years ago. That's why I said 20 years ago. And they were canceling him and they had to apologize for it. And it's like, no, it wasn't okay. But I think it's a bit silly to bring up stuff like that. If it's been handled already, then why are we bringing up stuff from the past, you know? Not that it's, con- it, I don't condone that sort of stuff at all. What he says is disgusting. And at least he's now being punished and, and stuff is happening. But I think it's silly to, you know what I'm trying to say yes like, i mean it's it's silly like that also as for the speak out movement that's great you know especially everything going right on right now with china and police brutality and trying to end you know sexual assault and things like that i think that's great that people are speaking out but especially something like sorry for i know you already said trigger warning but for something like sexual assault it's so messy and complicated because it's so hard for victims, true victims, to come forward because of false allegations. There's been so many of those, especially when it's people in the limelight. Because, because with all this drama, it makes it harder for normal, regular people to come out. Even if people in the limelight are victims. And I'm not saying the people who have come forward aren't victims. But with something like this, it's always like he said, she said. And... I feel really awful because you don't really actually want anybody to be a victim. And I hope that, you know, they find if, if they've truly had this happen to them, I hope they get justice and I hope they're able to, you know, really now heal since they've gotten some sort of, you know, hopefully we'll get some sort of closure. But at the same time, like imagine if they're lying, some of them are lying. Like you just ruined someone's whole career. Like we've learned that with Enzo, they've done that to Chris Hardwick. They've done the, they're, I, I told you there was like a string of people in what, a couple of short months that all got accused of stuff. And so it made it so much harder. Sexual assault a lot of the time is not even reported. It's because of stuff like that where people, you know, create drama or falsely accuse somebody. Poor Enzo got falsely accused and he's not an angel by any means. But, you know, look at him. It ruined his career. And, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I want these women to get justice if it really happened to them. And I don't want to not believe them. You can't not believe somebody that has, has come out about sexual assault. But at the same time, like, you don't want to blindly believe someone. I just, I feel this is just such an awful situation. And it's come at such a poor time with all the, you know, police brutality and with a pandemic on top of it. And now we got sexual assault, and it's just it's just a mess, and I feel bad, and I don't want to come off as insensitive, but I also don't want to like not just blindly believe somebody, and I just I don't know, I don't know. I just I hope I hope that people get the real victims get justice, and I also think if you falsely accuse people, should start this should be a law where people get punished for it. 
because it, people should feel comfortable coming forward, whether they're famous or not, especially people who aren't famous, because if you're in the limelight like that, you know, you ha- probably have like a better chance of being heard than somebody who isn't in the limelight. I feel like stuff like that, because a lot of celebs have lied too. And it's like, I feel bad for people who, who, you know, where people don't believe them because of people who, who lie and stuff. And, and like, especially no one's going to care if you're not famous, you know what I mean? So, so it's like, we believe all these celebrities, but, but what about people who are not a celebrity? Imagine how much harder it is to come forward as a celebrity. Imagine someone who's not famous, how hard that is to come forward. So it's like, we need to start making it normal, not normal, but we need to start making it so it people people are believed and make it easier for people to come forward. And people need to stop lying because that, that ruins it for actual real victims, you know. It That's does. why sexual assault is so messy sometimes because because of all the stuff and sometimes it's hard to prove and it's just a mess. It's a mess and I don't ever want to come across as sensitive, but something like this is so complicated and horrible. So, yeah. It really, is, it, it really is. But I, I think you agree, though, just based on what you just said. I think the companies themselves are doing everything they can do and reacting as quickly and as appropriately as they can with everything that's that's been happening. At least they are suspending people, and then, and then when actual evidence comes out, they will fire them. You know, at least they are doing something. I mean, they have to either way. You know, I know at least that with this, they're actually jumping on it now. All the companies are jumping on it, so that's great. But they really, really need to 100% jump on it and make it look like they do really care into a safe environment. They need to start doing that with the pandemic. And I love Undertaker. So everyone that said they wanted to hear my opinion and how I feel, thank you. I'm good. I'm sad, but I think I'm more accepting. And the world is a mess right now. So yes, that's the world, the world, the world is a mess. And but it's yeah, always we, a mess, but like it's an extra mess this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, people love you. I love you, and you know, anytime you want to be here, it's great. That's why, even though I'm able to do pre-recorded video again when I'm by myself, I'm not getting rid of Streamyard because I like having co-hosts whenever I can have them because. It makes for good conversation. But that wraps up everything that I want to talk about today. So before I sign off, is there anything else that you want to add before I sign off? No, I'm just, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't have anything else to say. I pretty much have said it all. So. All right. Awesome. Well, you, you all out there know the drill. Whether you're watching or listening, you can get in touch with us via the social media which is at facebook at instagram and at youtube which is at in ring reality you can use the email at in reality at gmail.com all of our personal social media will be down below in the description box as well if you want to follow us personally on social media jamie do you want to actually say what your social media is or do you just want to encourage people to click on the links or I can do both. Yes, all the links are down below, so definitely click on them if it's easier for you to just click instead of having to, like, try to memorize what some of our usernames are, which they're not that hard, but it's always easy to click. 
I rather click stuff than listen. But anyways, my main Instagram is Jamie Loves Undertaker. My other page on Instagram is a fan page for Taker and AJ, and that's Phenomenal Phenom. And my Twitter is Jamie Loves Taker. My Snapchat is Jamie Loves Taker. I'm definitely more active on Snapchat and Instagram. Definitely go over to Instagram if you want to see what I'm posting about. So there you go. Jamie Loves Taker. It's pretty much Jamie Loves Taker on everything except for Instagram, which is Jamie Loves Undertaker and Phenomenal Phenom for AJ and Taker. There you go. There you go, everybody. So. If you're new here, please do consider doing all the things. Give us that subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you're giving us that follow on Facebook so that you're not missing any programming from the show. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts as your preferred podcast listening platform, please do consider at least giving us a five-star review over there as it really does help the show get pushed out to more people and grow and make it better for all of you. And as I always like to say, Oh, right just before I do that, thank you to Chris Cummings for contributing live in the comments. I always appreciate you, man. But as I always like to say, life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. So make the choice to do something great today.